0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. I'm your host, Eve, and today I am joined by the bobble hat queen herself, um, the lovely Jessica Hawkins. Jess, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Not a problem. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Am I right in thinking you're joining us from Austria today, all the way? Yeah, I'm in Austria.
1: You might be able to see. see Show you.
0: Very it's nice. Not very really
1: good, is it? But there <laughs> is
0: mountains <are> over there. <laughs> it looks um a lot sunnier than here today. <laughs> it's a little grey. <laughs> it's been raining a
1: lot. It's only just stopped.
0: Oh really? Oh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully for the weekend uh, it stays I think nice and dry.
1: It's gonna be really nice over the weekend.
0: Yeah, I think we're meant to have a bit of a heat wave. I think it's like thirty degrees over the weekend, so we'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, you're obviously in Austria right now, ahead of the GP, um, where you are um, with Aston Martin. So you are their um, driver ambassador. So I feel like that's sort of a good place to jump in as any sort of what, what is that all about? Um, how did it come about? Um, what, what, what are your roles, responsibilities? What, how has this changed your life, basically? <laughs> um,
1: so I signed with the team uh, early last year. Um, and it very much started out as a part partnership work, sponsor work, um, promotional work, um, hot laps as well, which are unsurprisingly my favorite part of the job. <laughs> um, and then very quickly this year, it's turned into much more. So like we're gonna be starting a simulator program soon, which is obviously being trusted with, sorry, the cars going around the track um, that's okay. <laughs> trusted with more and more within the team which is fantastic so um, yeah my role is growing and growing here and um, obviously that's very welcomed by myself
0: so what was it like when you sort of got that call or however it came about you know what, what were your thoughts at that time because it's, it's a very cool position to be offered I imagine
1: <laughs> yeah very co- well. well firstly never did I ever think that I'd ever signed for a Formula 1 team Um, yeah if if you think about how how many drivers per year on average sign for a Formula One team and it must must be I could count on one hand surely on average per year so um, certainly not much more than that if it is more so yeah I'd never thought that I'd be one of them Um, and I've actually forgotten the original question no
0: that's okay it was just sort of how how was it when you got that call when you got that call up and they said you know we want you (laughs) um
1: well the first phone call was um they actually said if this position was available would you be interested and i of course said yes um i didn't hear anything else about it for a good six months or something like that so it was about the the whole process from signing the contract to first hearing about it. it was about a year, maybe just under. So as you can imagine, I spent a whole year being really kind of anxiously excited, you know, is it gonna happen, is it not gonna happen? I really hope it's gonna happen. So but then I didn't want to um chase it too much and annoy them. So uh yeah, that was I was in limbo for a lot of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine it's like Quite nail biting obviously like you want this to work it's not in your hands you know Um, but yeah clearly worked out in the end so um, (laughs) yeah perfect (laughs) Um, so obviously this is where you're at now but um, I imagine it's taken a lot of blood sweat and tears to get to where you are Um, so um, if you could you know share a little bit about um, when you first found motorsports were you always a sporty person or did this just cross your radar and you thought yeah all right
1: (laughs) so I was always a really sporty kid I was never particularly academic um I did that because I had to not because I enjoyed it um and all I was ever interested in is running around playing sports to be honest so (laughs) that was that um and my parents separated from since when I can remember to be honest and so that meant I used to spend every other weekend with my dad, um, and we used to go and play different sports every other weekend. Um, and we were playing golf one weekend, and just in the distance, I spotted a go kart track, and I begged him to let me have a go. He was really, really unsure at the time and didn't want me to. Um, but eventually, he gave in, and we went, and I had my first go, and instantly fell in love with it, to be honest. I played a lot of football. Before then, I played for Reading under whatever age I was at the time. Um, But gave everything up to go motorsport racing. And um, my parents didn't really know what we were getting into because they didn't know anything about it. Um, Little did I actually know that my dad had, in his 20s, I think my dad had done some racing in a Formula Ford. Oh, wow, okay. A season or a season and a half to, never any more than two seasons for sure, I think. Um but he had to stop because he ran out of budget to go racing and he was so heartbroken that I think that that is the reason why he didn't want me to go racing because he didn't want me to have to, have to go through the same heartbreak that he went through when he couldn't wasn't able to fund it anymore um, yeah. But yeah my parents are extremely proud and uh, I don't think either of us ever thought that I'd be here 20 years later making a career from it. So um, he's very proud and happy that he gave in, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you mentioned there as well that, you know, you got into karting and stuff and then you said, um, you know, you gave up everything and tried to pursue this. Was that that tough? Like, did you love it so much that you thought, yeah, yeah, this is all I want? Or, you know, you mentioned football, I'm assuming maybe did you give that up a little bit or...? yeah so i still obviously
1: played sport a lot at school but every breathing second and so i had my first go when i was seven or eight but it wasn't until i was maybe 10 11 where it became 12 maybe more serious so i kind of had a bit of time to separate separate myself from the other sport but it wasn't even a case of separating separating myself and it wasn't a sacrifice because i was just doing what i wanted to do um i never really saw it at the time as a sacrifice because I didn't even give the other sports a second thought once I'd found my sport to be honest but I still obviously played sport at school um so yeah I never saw it as a sacrifice but it is it changed but I think it's a really great life skills place for kids if you know what I mean I think it's a very good place for kids to grow up and it gives them a purpose you know even if they don't go on to do you know, they're not a professional in the future. I think it really does give kids a great upbringing.
0: Um, yeah, it's, um I mean, there's no doubt that it's a really cool hobby to have. Um, you know, when you are young and you start karting and stuff, and even if it's not competitive, it's it's, pff, it's fun, isn't it? It's one of the, probably the best hobbies out there, I think, um, <laughs> if you want to have a good time. Um, we're probably. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Um but actually I went karting it was maybe last week for the first time ever in my life. Um at the grand old age of twenty (laughs) five. Um and I had a great time. I was very slow. Um managed to knock off like ten seconds off my time by the end, so I was like, Okay, improvement. Um Yeah, but it was yeah, it was really good fun. So um I can see why as a kid if you jumped in one of those carts for the first time you'd be like, Wow you know that adrenaline rush yeah yeah for sure um so we touched on it a little bit there as well but when you you know hit what was it 10 12 and things maybe started getting a bit more competitive for you um what 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 was that like did you face any barriers here with obviously money and things like that because we all know that racing is an expensive game um, it's it's never very accessible, unfortunately. So so, what were your next steps there?
1: So once we so we won the basically arrive and drive kart championship um, in the first year, and then we bought our own kart. So basically, we were very heavily guided by people that we'd only recently just met because we were entering it entering into a world that we had no idea about. Um, so we bought our own kart, which was. Probably perfect to learn in, but it was not very competitive at all. Um, probably because it was one of the cheapest options around, really. Um, so that's what we ended up doing. Um, we then started to compete in different championships. Um, and I think it was 2000, must have been 2007, that I competed in my first um, British Championship uh, season. Um, I finished uh-huh. second in the first year, which I don't think either myself or my dad or anybody expected, really. So that was good. Um, and yeah, but honestly, budget was a, has been a huge budget factor in or restricting factor in my career always, um, especially when I kind of got to my mid-teens and karting, we could never really afford to go. I mean, I did one European race. We could never afford to go and compete properly in Europe um and when i moved to cars it obviously became even more of an issue because it's another step up with more funds needed um so i kind of raced here when opportunities arose the only reason that i had my first car race was because i won the opportunity i wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for that so um budget was a big factor for me um and i took opportunities where they came and whilst it was incredibly frustrating at the time that I'd have maybe six months to a year in between each race and I wasn't getting that development that I needed at the time because cars are completely different to cars. cars. It was frustrating at the time, but really, when I look back now, it actually probably did me the world of good because I had to learn circuits fast. I had to learn new cars fast because it wasn't the same championship that I'd get a one-off race in. It could be something completely different that I'd get a race in, so I'd have to adapt to it. There'd be no testing. I'd be straight into qualifying. So, yeah, as it was um, wow. extremely frustrating at the time, I look back now and it actually probably didn't make the world good.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like those sort of challenges, like that you're going to face them anyway. So I suppose pushing past them, being where you are today, keeping going, it's like it was meant to be almost without sounding too too cringy. <laughs> yeah, I just loved
1: what I did. Was really like I loved what I did, so I was... I kept trying, and then don't get me wrong. Like I went through times where I was like, "Why do I keep putting myself through this? Why do I keep putting myself through the disappointment of not being able to find the budget, knocking on sponsors' doors, and getting so many no's?" And I went through so many days, weeks, even sometimes months, where I was like, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah. And then you get kind of a yes, and you get ready to go racing, and you're on this massive high because you finally made it happen. The race happened. And then you're like, oh, God, now I've got to do it again. Um, So, yeah, it's really draining. But I guess if you want something hard enough, you keep going. And um, the good outweighs the bad. And the races that you do get to participate in, especially if you get a good result, is way better than the pain that you go through to get there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I suppose that sort of end goal, even if it was, you know, a couple of races a year, is the sort of motivation the that high is good enough to keep all the other stuff at bay because um, I'd imagine it does take a toll you know on your mental health even now like things it's a tough industry it's great and the payoff's awesome but it's it's tough so I imagine you know it must it must be really difficult at times but I suppose you're maybe lucky if you've got a good support system around you with your dad like you said um friends family that kind of thing
1: Absolutely. Um, but honestly, I think when you're sad, it doesn't matter who you've got around you, like you're going to be sad. Um, of course, it's so important to have people around you that understand what you're going through and that are supportive of what you're going through. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that. And we re- rely on a lot of other people more than we realise, I think, um, mentally probably more than we realize again. Um, yeah, I've had some dark times. Like, I'm not shy in saying that, um, uh, but it's all about how you come back from that. And what really helped me was, I used to always fight against it, fight against those bad times, but it wasn't until kind of I was able to accept that sometimes I just needed a day or a week, or again, as I say, sometimes a month, to be sad. Um, that was okay, and I would take as long as I needed. Um, and touch wood, you know. Recently, I've been okay, but I do. I still get everyone. Everyone has bad days, you know. Uh, but that's okay, and you're allowed to give yourself time to recover.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think as well the last you know year, especially um, last couple of years, I've noticed you know in motorsports in general, there's a there's more of a an understanding now. A it's not so much of a taboo subject to speak about how you're actually feeling and if you are having a bit of a, a, a sad time. I mean, I know like a few F1 drivers have openly spoken about it and things like that. So hopefully that's sort of like like you said, it's, it's okay to be sad and that's a step in the right direction because we all should be talking about it.
1: <laughs> Those drivers, I think it gets taken for granted how much pressure they're, on. Uh, they're under for how long of the year like it is a long season there is so much traveling now with 22 or 23 races on the calendar like it is tough and i don't come to all of the races with aston martin um w series i think i do eight with eight w series and eight to ten with aston um so that's not far off of all of them even though it's not quite all of them and it's tough there's a lot you spend a lot of time away from home um but again we don't see it as a sacrifice because
0: yeah well,
1: certainly don't because I absolutely love what I do but it can be you do spend a lot of time away from home and um oh. it's mentally and physically demanding um that's what formula 1 is you wouldn't you know it's tough to be it's tough to be at the top really
0: yeah yeah definitely um and it's that's why it's so nice to hear you chat about it so openly it's uh, most people i think do it now but there is still a slight you know I'll just get on with it, especially in something as you know high-profile as F1. Like you know, like you said, it's not a sacrifice for you, but it is still in many ways, and it's very important to make sure that you have some sort of balance because otherwise, you know, like you said, you'll end up in that month off where you're feeling sad, and you know, we can should try and avoid that as much as possible, but sometimes you just have to give in, I think, and you know. But
1: I also think that some, there is no there is no cause. Yeah. Sometimes my cause, I think, because sometimes I've not even I don't even know what my cause is. You know. Yeah. Why I'm sad, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: But if I need a way, I take it, and that's fine. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. Um, so backtracking just slightly to your jump from carts to cars, um, how was that? How how did you find the jump? Because. Um, obviously you did that and then you've, you know, found W series along the way. Um, you're doing British touring car, I think this year as well. Um, so how, how was the jump? What, what was that like for you?
1: It was a big step. It was a big step, although I was probably too old at the time. I should have done it a couple of years before I did, but it was only down to budget. And it was only because I won, I can't remember what, how I won the opportunity to It was a a test day in a a Clio Cup car, Um, it was like a taster day and I'm pretty sure I won the opportunity to go on this taster day, Um, I can't remember what for, but anyways, it's a Silverstone Stowe circuit um, and I, basically the test went really well, Um, I think, like really well and at the time they... Because it went so well, they helped me find the budget to compete in the next race, um, which again went really well. I finished second in my first ever car race in a Clear Cup, which is, which was at the time, it's probably still is now, but just not quite as well known. Um, it was a very big, high-profile championship um, in the UK, so that was amazing. Lap record and finished second in my first ever wow. car race was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then it was another six months to a year before I raced again. Same championship. Um, it took me that long to find the money to do another race. Um, again, I think... Maybe I finished third this time. Again, at a new circuit that I'd never driven. Um, and then what? I can't... I did maybe... I think I did a race in Formula Ford or Formula 4. Way underqualified for it. Like, extremely underqualified for it. But And I'd never driven... I'd never driven the car before, and I'd never driven Alton Park, and I remember wow. going into it thinking, "What am I doing?" <laughs> I remember I specifically remember that one like it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we did. I think throughout the few races I did in Formula Four, I had some top ten finishes, which um, to the outside probably doesn't seem very good. But with no testing, having never driven the car before, competing against people that have been in it, I was those at the front have been in it a couple of years. They're out testing every week, um, was like, internally, it was a good result, but really to the outside, it wasn't. Um, but I've learned something from all of these experiences. And uh, as much as don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have had an unlimited budget throughout my career to just be able to go and develop in every different way that as a driver that I'd want to. and get all the training that I needed and racing different things I'm very proud of the journey that I've taken and I wouldn't change it I wouldn't I think it's made me who I am and who knows if I'd have had loads of budget to go racing would I then be signed here maybe not um and so yeah you never I've had a weird and wonderful route but I would not change
0: it yeah I'm a big believer in whatever is meant to be for you will happen so clearly it was right for you um <laughs> I feel good in green as yeah, well yeah exactly it suits you I'm loving the bucket hat by the way it's an excellent choice <laughs> um so somewhere in the mix of this am I right in thinking you started doing some stunt driving so um yeah fast and furious live I believe. <laughs> yeah that was it that was my first ever stunt job it was um
1: a, one of the best times of my life um so what happened basically i was doing the mini championship that, that year but i only had the budget for the first three races um but i won all three of those races but then which was unexpected to me because it was again i had not been racing for so long, in so long um and a friend of mine tagged me in a Facebook post that said, we're looking for a female with good car control. It didn't say much to do with much or who it was for. It just said, we're looking for a good, a, a female with good car control, this, that, the other. And I thought, hmm, sounds like a bit of me. So I sent my CV in. Um, I then had a Zoom meeting and they told me a little bit more about what was expected of me or what I'd need to be doing. Um, and I just, obviously as a racing driver, drifting i'd never been drifting or anything like that before or done donuts, or done j-turns or any like stunt skills or anything like that but i said to them that i've probably got the skills that you need i've just never used them in the way that you need me to be to be using them um anyway so i got myself i got through that interview and i got myself to um an in-person audition and they'd flown loads of people in from around the world um to do this job and I was I'd found the day before my audition I'd found somewhere in Ireland that could teach me to do like a basic donut literally a donut I don't even remember like I don't think I knew how it was happening but it was happening and I don't remember I just remember being really <laughs> not knowing what I was doing but I don't know happening um and then the following day I went to the audition and I turn up and there's you know some extremely talented people that have been doing this day in day out for like years and I thought to myself I don't have a chance here so anyways they set out the cones We had to do this that the other Um, and I probably started as one of the worst but by the end of the two days I was probably one of the best and I genuinely think that it was my rate of progression um, that got me the job and then I had a predicament full-time job do I go and take this job and because I didn't have the money for the rest of the season in the minis. Anyway, it turns out later that I was able to finish the season and do the job, but um, at the time I didn't know I was going to be able to do that. So, and everybody around me was saying, look Jess, you just like, you're leading the championship. You won the first three races. Um, I feel like you're just about to crack it in the racing world. And I was thinking to myself, I've spent probably plus 10 plus years trying to get the money together to do the championships that I want to do and I've never been able to do it so why would I be able to do it now and even if I go on and win the championship if I then move up the next level the following year it's going to be 3 or 4 times the budget that I couldn't find this year anyway so I thought you know what I said to myself I'm just going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to disregard all the advice my family's given me and my friends. And I'm just going to go and do it because it just feels right. And I won't lie, it was absolutely heartbreaking to walk away from the racing. And anyway, it turns out the sun job gave me the time off to be able to finish my racing, which was very kind of them. And I did find the money to do it. But at the time, it was a huge gamble. So I'd, I'd walked away from the racing and which was honestly utterly heartbreaking because it was something that I'd set my heart on for so many years and it was, it was my life. I didn't know anything else. Um, it was absolutely heartbreaking. But I'd entered into this world that I didn't even know existed and it was turned out to be one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I would never, ever go back and change I, I'm so glad I did it. And I just followed my heart so I had on one hand I'd gone through like this horrible disappointment of not racing anymore and kind of letting go of my dream but I'd started a new a new love that was this new element to my world that I didn't even know existed and it was amazing I'm so happy I did it it was and it still is now like it's still I still get work some work and now because of W Series I'm racing again and now I've got the best of both worlds and yeah. um, now like they just clash all the time and i um so that's a bit of a nightmare but i take what i can and i do what i can when i can and i enjoy it
0: yeah so what what's it like then that adrenaline rush because obviously racing must give you one but i imagine stunt racing is just a whole different beast like it's 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 cool <laughs> you know is it do you did you do that first donut and think yeah this is so awesome <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't really know because I was completely out of control. <laughs> I didn't know how. It um, um, it's so they're so similar but so different. Like, and I'll stick by it when I say that it's the same set of skills just used in a completely different way. Um, they're so they're they're I just they're just really different, and I don't really know how to explain the difference. Um maybe in the fact that with the racing everybody that i'm on track with i'm against them whereas when i'm driving
0: with other people i'm working with them and i don't know this i don't know
1: they're different basically
0: yeah yeah and um so this i'm assuming eventually led to um we all know you know you were um, doing stuff in the latest Bond movie, which was very, very cool. Um, how was that for an experience? Was that like a pinch me moment once in a lifetime? <laughs> I know,
1: crazy, isn't it? I, I'm going to look back 20 years and be like, what has happened? Um, yeah, crazy experience, never. I didn't think, and it's all about being in the right place at the right time and I guess putting yourself in those positions because things don't just come to you, you've got to put your... I'm I'm a big believer that good things come to good people and there's no substitute for hard work, but you have to be in the right place at the right time, but by putting yourself in the right place at the right time means a lot of hard work, do you know what I mean? So, you need an element of luck, but you need to create that luck for yourself, I believe.
0: So, um, yeah, you've mentioned, obviously, your stunt stuff um w series a big part of your life as well obviously aston martin a huge part of your life what what is next for you do you have any plans or are you just riding the wave at the moment and and hoping for the best <laughs> who knows what's
1: next um i'm having a relatively good year in w series it's not quite as good as i want and we've had a couple of dnfs um mechanical failures which are not ideal but the races that we have done and the races that we have been on top of have been quite good um our first podium at the beginning of the year so I don't know who knows yep
0: congratulations thank you that
1: was a very good feeling actually that was um and a long time coming I think but yeah um take every year as it comes consider every opportunity that comes my way and really follow my heart that's all I have to say really that's the
0: plan yeah (laughs) Yeah. no that's a good plan I like that it's (laughs) open-minded
1: I've made so many plans over my career and because of different opportunities I've never been able to ever stick to an actual plan so whilst I, I have got like a brief outline of a plan in my head where I want to be I'm open to other avenues as well should the other opportunities come along
0: yeah I mean I suppose that's like something you've put into practice and you know pays off obviously like you mentioned with the stunt driving stuff you didn't know that avenue was going to cross your path until it did so I suppose that's the best mindset you can have because you like you said you wouldn't have been where you are now if it wasn't for the choices you made so being open-minded is probably the best way to go about anything in motorsports I think Um, Just before we round up, we actually have a couple of questions from um, some of our um, followers. Um, So we put out that we were doing a podcast for you. People were very excited. So I've just got two questions um, from some of our followers. Um, So the first one is, would you ever consider doing any form of off-road racing? Yes. (laughs) No brainer. (laughs) Uh,
1: No brainer. Actually, like, I feel like, I feel... Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I've had to go in, um, in a can am.
0: Yeah, those very little cool, buggy yeah. things. Oh my
1: god, it's the most fun I've ever ever had. And I also jumped like, some stuff. It was amazing, straight up amazing. Um, and I feel like something like rallying or what's that? Um, rally cross. I feel like because there's some on tarmac and there's some on dirt, and obviously like I do a fair bit of drifting and precision stuff. That would sit well with the
0: yeah it would be like marrying it together
1: yes yeah, so i feel like i could do all right at it i mean yeah. i mean i'm sure we take a lot of practice and you but yeah i'd be very very game yes is the answer
0: cool i feel like yeah that that maybe we'll put that out into the universe somehow and let that cross your maybe path maybe I've
1: got the wrong <laughs> theory behind it. so i i don't mean to um, offend anyone that is really into? I'm sorry
0: if that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry it's alright we're all friends here <laughs> um, and then yeah the other question is um, what is it like to switch between cars at different championships so I think this question came from somebody who saw you um, touring car one weekend and then W Series a few weekends after that so yeah
1: um, I think honestly I think that that is a good question Um and I there's two parts to this answer one I believe that if there's one thing that I've struggled with over over my career is track time so and I'm getting a lot of track time this year so I think that I benefit more from the more track time that I'm getting than what I would maybe be losing with it getting confused between the two but luckily which leads me to my second part is that a front wheel drive TCR car is so different to a rear-wheel drive single-seater Formula Regional car, that it's very difficult to get confused between the two. And yes, there are different techniques to use in each different category that may take me a couple of laps to switch back into. But I think what I'm benefiting from the track time and the race, the racing, racecraft um, outweighs the disadvantages. And I've also, W Series is an absolutely incredible opportunity that I'd be silly to say no to. And I've tried to make something like TCR or BTCC happen for so many years. So I'd be silly to say no to that as well. So um, at the moment, best of both worlds and
0: touch wood. I think the benefits
1: outweigh the negatives.
0: Good answer there. I feel like it, you know, lots of detail in there. I feel like that's what that person wanted from that. (laughs) (laughs) What just wanted on. No, 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 not at all. Their their question was quite large, so I feel like you definitely fulfilled that.
1: (laughs) Maybe in something that is... Like, if I was... And I don't know because I've, I've never had this issue and I probably will never have this issue, but it's a good issue to have. If I was racing in something like Formula Regional and Formula... Similar but not Formula Regional, that would... I think maybe be a negative, have a negative effect. Of racing them both mm. at the same time, like it, each different weekend.
0: Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, just to round up as well, um, I tend to ask everybody who we chat to a um, bit of a generic question, but I feel like it's always something nice to end on. Um, if you could give anyone a piece of advice, one word even, um, to somebody who wants to maybe follow in your footsteps, what would it be?
1: If I had to pick one word, I'd say perseverance, probably. Um, and a longer version would just be if it's, if it's one, if whatever it may be, and it, this goes for any sport or discipline in life, but especially in sport, I feel like, as I said earlier, there's no substitute for hard work. If you want it hard enough, you'll never give up. Um, knock on all the doors and keep trying, persevere, work hard. Um, and I really do believe that even if it's not straight away, eventually doors will open um, and you'll realise why you worked so hard. Um, and also, if I remember days where, I, as we spoke about earlier, where I'd feel a bit down, that it was not coming together, but eventually you keep going and good things come. So
0: perseverance, I think, is the word. Jess Hawkins, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Um, Best of luck with the next W Series race. I hope there's another podium in store for you at some point soon. Um, But it's been a pleasure. Um, So, yeah, best of luck with everything, and hopefully we can catch up again at some point soon. Thank you. Huge thank you to Jess for joining us on today's podcast episode, and thank you all so much for listening at home as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to check out more of our content, which is over on femalesinmotorsport.com, and you can also give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter too.